your boy Guru from Steiny and Guru, noon to three, right here on 95.7 The Game. Now back to my two guys. I actually feel like I do a show with them on the changeover. Willard and Dibs, right here on 95.7 The Game. You do, Goo. You do, Goo. And you will. In less than an hour. Always look forward to that. And I don't want to steal his material, but what he just said to me in the green room is maybe the smartest thing I heard all weekend. Ooh. Can you whisper it to me or no? I'll just say it on the air. Okay. Mother Nature ain't no punk. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, you were showing me some some footage of his uh, his homestead. Brother. And you're talking 50 to 60 mile an hour winds. Everybody out there, be careful, be safe. If you're thinking about driving to or from Santa Cruz, oh, don't do it. Don't Highway do it. 17 is a mess. I tell you what, um, if you're one of these people like I was for years, that's like, gosh, should we... Should we dive into being becoming a dog owner? Like, should we welcome a dog into the house? And and I went back and forth for probably two years on the pluses and the minuses and, like, what it'll mean and be prepared to obviously care for this animal and pay for this animal yeah. and, and all you of the different things. You got pet insurance? Yes, I do. Smart. I do. Um, and so I went through all of that. Do you want to know what never crossed my mind? The hell do you do when it rains for two straight weeks? Here's the answer. You go stand in the rain. And you put towels all over the house because that dog needs to be walked and it needs to be run. And Penny it needs won't to go wipe her feet on the mat when she comes in. It's all dog around his mug. Penny, <laughs> Penny wipe her feet on everything when she comes oh, in the house. Call. Oh, my gosh. Jeez, these... These 6 a.m. rain walks that I've been going on, not my favorite point of the day. I'm sure. Not my favorite thing. But, uh, you know, it's all good. It's yeah. all good. So. And when, we had, when, I, when I was living with Cliff the cat, he's still with us. But uh, he's, an indoor, he's one of those hybrids. He's an indoor-outdoor cat. So when it comes time to handle business, Cliff goes out. Lord knows where he goes. He's a cat. <laughs> it's a, you know, he'll, he'll drop and bury. And God love him, I never come across his business. However... On these rainy days, Cliff does not have the hybrid ability. He stays inside, and so he goes to the cat box, yeah. with the seldom-used cat box. Cats don't like water. No. Cats do not like water. And he I, doesn't I'll, love the cat box, but God love him, he will use it when need be. Yeah, I'll give it to Penny. She do not care. She, <laughs> she just like, oh, it's pouring. Cool. Let's go walk. Uh, the lovely Christie's dog, uh, her name is Atlas, cannot stand the rain. That dog is just like, I guess I'll go to the bathroom next week because I am not going outside in the rain. Oh, really? Period. So she'll lock it up. <laughs> That's it. Oh, so when she gets some sunshine, though, it's like a, probably a seven logger. It's man. It's not. It's hysterical, is what it is. Anyway, uh, we were just talking something out uh, during the break with regard to the 49ers schedule next week. Um, and yes, yeah, by the way, can I say this quick? Because we're going to have to say it a few times of the week. We're way too overconfident, but that we're not going to put that toothpaste back in the tube. Like, yes, I am already making plans for the 49er game next weekend. Um, and, and is that too presumptuous? Maybe. But the 49ers are better than the Seahawks. I think it is a high, 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 high likelihood that they win their game this Saturday. So high. When will they play the following week is what we were just talking about. I think is dependent totally on the outcome of the Giants-Vikings game. Yeah. Oh. Because the Monday night game between the Bucks and Cowboys very well could be the next opponent for the 49ers, and they're not going to make them play on Monday and then a Saturday. They're going to give them the Sunday game no matter what. So if the Giants win, then the 49er game will be on Sunday because they'll get the winner of Dallas and Tampa Bay. If the Vikings win, 
Then the winner of Dallas and Tampa Bay goes to Philly, and Philly will be on Sunday, and the 49ers, and in that case, the yes. Vikings, would be on Saturday. Perfectly so solved. If you want to make, uh, make plans... Uh, it is going to be opponent based, and so, uh, but we will know. I th- on Sunday, you'll be able right. to already know if the 49er game is going to be on Saturday or Sunday the following week. And if Seattle beats the 49ers, then that <laughs> game against Philadelphia would be on Saturday. Correct, and the 49ers will be out. Yes, is, is and the we won't give a works. crap. We'll <laughs> start right. grinding That's again right. on uh, the Golden State Warriors and Andre Iguodala's inability to score in his time on the floor. You'll hear me ask on Monday when do pitchers catcher's report, and you'll try to strangle me. Yes, um, and depending exactly on which pitcher, happen. they may not be ready to report That's because they acquired <laughs> and they signed an injured Coming guy. off TJ, exactly. Yeah. All right, it's Willard and Dibbs, 888-957-9570 is the number. Hey, Tony in Napa, what are you doing? Hey, just, um... Hanging out, doing nothing, really, just trying to talk some football. Yeah, man, that's uh, you've come to the right place, Tony. Yes. <laughs> well, I got uh, two things to say just to throw in the conversation. Uh, the first one is between Lance and Brock Purdy. You can't keep both of them because it's going to be some animosity, some jealousy, some tension in the locker room. You just really can't keep them. But my theory is, and bear with me, but the Browns are always struggling for a quarterback. Deshaun Watson doesn't have what it takes. He got better at the end of the year, but he just doesn't have it. I see Trey Lance a lot like Deshaun Watson. I'm seeing Lance going to the Browns for Jacoby Persett as a backup <laughs> and their number one draft pick, which I think they're number 11 in the draft order, if I'm not mistaken. The Niners play the Browns next year, so I'd love to see Trey Lance versus Purdy. I think that would be an excellent, excellent game. And then, um, oh, my God, I forgot my second point. I was waiting so long to talk to you guys. No, it's, no, tough, it's all, it's all it's good, tough. Tony. Let us address that one. because off, Tony. All that I stuff, couldn't disagree with Tony exactly. anymore. It, 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 it's a whole lot of fun, but you got to understand contractually what you just threw out there. Deshaun Watson has a fully... Fully, every dollar, 200, I think it's 31, $231 million guarantee from the Cleveland Browns that doesn't kick in at the high financial level until next year because they kept it at a, at a minimum this year because of the fact they knew he'd be suspended for a large period of time. So the Cleveland Browns will be quarterbacked by Deshaun Watson for the foreseeable future Period. Sentence over. Zero wiggle room. No acquiring other quarterbacks. That's it. Well, like that's not that, where Mark, that's not the, happening. The bigger issue for me is what Tony was saying about Trey Lance and Brock Purdy coexisting. You have to have both of them. Do you realize that a record was set yesterday in the National Football League? The most different quarterbacks to start a game in the history of the National Football League, and I think the number is sixty-eight. Going into last week, Mm -hmm. 64 different men had started at least one game this year in the NFL. The Niners starting three quarterbacks is not an anomaly. A bunch of different teams started three and four guys. If you don't have two quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterback these days. You need Purdy and Lance both next year. I don't disagree. You You need one of them and someone else. I mean, look, Brock Purdy's going to be on the team next year. Trey Um, Lance is going to be on the team next year. Probably. I do think there's a scenario where they go in a different direction. 
Um, but that's it's a conversation for not only a different day, but um, a, a different situation. Like Trey Lance is now recovering again from from a, a rework of whatever happened with uh, with his ankle. So there's going to be the whole health issue. Then there's going to be the how did Brock finish the playoffs? Um, how's he looking? Is he out and out winning the job? Is there a competition? Um, what does Trey and his agent think about all of this? Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, Jordan Love was a first-round draft pick, and he's just sat there for years on the shelf with Green Bay. I know he wasn't the third overall pick, so it's a little different. I don't know how that one's going to play out. I do think it's possible, absolutely possible, that both of these players are on the team. Now, the other thing you said, though, about multiple starting quarterbacks and having to have one. You got to. Well, I agree with you, but some of those were by choice. I mean, take the Washington Commanders. They started three quarterbacks this year, and 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 at three different times they were they went back and forth, and they're doing it all by choice. Right. And then they end up right. with a rookie who they wanted to take a look at, and they win a football game yesterday against Dallas. It wasn't the Forty Nineers have been forced to start three different quarterbacks, right? Not by choice, not because they wanted to look at. Well, somebody. the majority of teams that do that were quote unquote forced. And I'm looking at the list eh. right now, like the Broncos. Brett Rippon started a couple games because Russell Wilson was hurt. Right, they were but forced. The, but the Colts did three different quarterbacks and were never forced. Because never forced. Well, that was a whole different situation yeah, where Texans. the coach gave up on a guy. They threw in another guy. Yeah. The Cardinals started four different quarterbacks <laughs> in part because they were forced. In part. But also because well, you went from McCoy to McSorley to Blau, back to McSorley. The Colts, Ryan Ellinger and Foles. The Dolphins were forced. Tua Tagovailoa, Teddy Bridgewater, Skylar Thompson. Tennessee the, went three, though. And the Jets went three. Once forced, once not forced. The Jets were forced and then not forced, and then they were forced again. Did the Jets go three or did they go four? Wasn't uh, there a fourth Flacco, guy? White, Wilson, and... Who was that other guy that came in for a little bit? Remember, there was the other guy that replaced Zach Wilson... Three weeks ago, late in the game, I don't know if he ever got a start. There was a yeah. fourth Jets quarterback. I'm looking at just starts here, and this is a okay. graphic from, I think, before this week. The Panthers started three. The Rams started four. Don't forget Bryce Perkins. My point is, Mark, due to injuries, you're most likely going to be in a situation where you need a second quarterback. And if you have two quarterbacks, both on rookie deals... And let's just assume that Brock Purdy's your starter going into next year, although I do think yep. they're going to give Trey Lance every shot to try to win the job. Wouldn't you love to have Trey Lance and his yeah, potential I, package, too? Right. Beyond, I, I mean, beyond I don't know about just... That, but, but, yeah. You can use him as a Taysom Hill. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he, if he has that skill set to the degree that we thought he did. Like, I, it sticks in my head what Mike Silver said to us a few weeks ago about, you know, everyone got mad at Trey Lance running inside. Did you ever think he was running inside because he <clears throat> can't exactly, run, run outside? outside yeah. He can't get to the corner. I don't think Trey Lance is quite as fast as we all thought he was going to be. No, but he can run inside the tackles, and we've seen him effective doing that. So I would imagine, and I could see Kyle Shanahan in the offseason, <laughs> imagining you know Trey Lance in a pistol with Debo Samuel behind him and you know all kinds of trickeration that you can come up with in certain packages. Uh, Chris Strebler. Chris huh? Strebler. Arizona Cardinals yeah. legend. Yeah. Chris, Chris Strebler. He did not start a game for the Jets, but he did. he did. He did. That's uh, not a real person. He did go 10 of 15 for 90 yards and played two games this year. Chris Strebler. New York Jets. 
quarterback. He and, very yeah. much did start a game. He did? Thursday night football against the Jags. Uh, Week 16. He started that game? He sure did, Mark. Get the heck out of here. Are you okay, not to know that, Mark? Well, wait a minute. No, Zach Wilson played in that game. You're telling me oh, Straveler started and Zach Zach came Wilson in? played. Straveler, 10 of 15, 90 yards. Right. Started. He, he replaced Wilson, I thought. No, that was Wilson the, came in. And Wilson versa. was so bad, he had to get replaced, I'm pretty sure. Back you're, to Straveler. You're la- oh. Back to Straveler. Your lack of Straveler knowledge right now, I, Mark. I, I don't honestly, it's embarrassing. I, you know I, what, Kyle? I don't know. I don't know him anymore. I don't know if I believe what's being said to me right now. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you don't. Do, would you believe ProFootballReference.com? Not necessarily. That's, I'm looking at his that's game. That's the log. internet. There are lies everywhere. There. December 22nd. Yeah. Jets and the Jaguars no, from the Meadowlands. I know he played. Play by play now, yeah. and Zach Wilson started the game. That's what I just said. Zach well, Wilson started the game. Streveler started. Streveler came in. I remember the game. I was watching the game. Oh, Chris Streveler was in it. Wide receiver yeah, to start the game. There you go. So, no, he did not start at quarterback. Wow. I remember the night. I went and saw Ismo at the San Jose Improv. And lovely Christy and I, before the, we went to see the comedy, we went to get dinner. We watched the game. Jets, Jags, Zach Wilson. Everyone hated him. So, Chris Streveler came in. I watched the game. Uh, so, yes, I remember. And <clears throat> apology accepted from all of you. Thank you. He started no, the game. No, he right. didn't. Not a quarterback. Right. Right. I mean, if you want to <laughs> captain semantics, you, all I said was he started the game. Your entire thing was about who started a quarterback this year. Who started who was a quarterback is what <laughs> I said. <laughs> Jesus, God. And by the way, I never said. Man, I never has said to argue Chris Streveler. You, I never you, said Streveler. Exactly. You didn't he even know said who he was. Streveler. I'm a Spadoni. It's a made-up name. But give me, it give me, exist. give me Supper's number. I need to call her. This is what she's arguing with every Supper. day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's you don't play fair. Let's go to. Uh, I wish you heard that at home. <laughs> Phil, Mo, Mike, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm honestly, I was listening to y'all, but I was watching this Instagram video for this dude by the name of Stroy Moyd, and so he's in the car, right? In the car, he's like, basically the theme is, have you ever got a ghetto Uber driver from East Oakland? He's smoking in the car. He like, he's basically saying, this is my first day of Uber. I'm finna make hella money. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. So I was, man, I was, I was cracking up, right? So his old lady got to the car. She got in the car and he was like, uh. He was like, where you going, man? No, the lady was like, uh, can you play some classical music? And he started playing some Too Short. And her face was crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious, man. Too Short is classic. Nah, you know that, I'm Filmo. No, no, nah, nah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for rambling. But, uh, 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 Diz, you're going to have to teach me, uh, or whoever's talking about Blackjack. Y'all going to have to teach me the real blackjack, man. I, I know the 21, but I need to learn how you really play with players and everybody yeah, yeah. money. I got you. you know I got I'm you, Phil Moe. I can, I can tell you, if you got any Good question, luck. I can tell you, quote, unquote, what the book says. If you want to play by the book. And and it's funny. There's just kind of a thing at a blackjack table where it it doesn't necessarily work, but people will get mad at you. It's pretty simple. If the dealer is showing a three, four, five, or 6, and you can bust on the next card, you don't take a card. And if you do and you bust, that's called taking the dealer's bust card. And you will be uh, you will be escorted out of the casino by an angry mob. 
Okay, got you. Perfect. Yeah, man, I be seeing everybody making money off it. I'm trying to get in the the game, too. (laughs) And Guru, taking the gambling, he did a sick Instagram video. Guru was on there with the waves, with the music in the background. He had the shiny lights. He was looking fly, man. The waves was going crazy. Dibbly, I was like, where Dibbly at? He ain't got the waves yet? No, what I've got is a a large swath of bald skin, Mike, and... You do need to add, thank you, the addendum to this is that Guru, he gave out his liquidate all asset selection and it was a loss. Wasn't it Jags minus six and a half? the goo, yeah. (laughs) Which, Chris, one quick postscript on that game. Tennessee, what are you doing? What are you doing throwing the football in that spot? You've got a three-point lead. Run, 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 punt. Make Jacksonville go the length of the field to kick a field goal to tie. They've done nothing they against you do. all yeah, day they long. Could, they could not move the ball. Mikey in fact, Vrabel, dude, what are you doing? Well, although Vrabel coached the living you-know-what out did. of that game to even get to that point. But they had no business with Mark, Josh Dobbs. you got Dobbs. no business throwing the football in that spot. I got you. I got you. I'm glad the Jags won because that's going to make for a better game coming up this weekend. I love the Jags against the Los Angeles Chargers. You want to you wanna, what are you doing? I, I mean, we already talked about the Texans. You talked about Rabel. Here's my what are you doing, my actual what are you doing for the day. Hey, Brandon Staley, head coach Los Angeles Chargers, actually San Diego. What in the bleep are you doing? Go Chargers. Here's, what, here's the situation yesterday. This team goes to Denver, and they know if they win, they get the five seed. But if they lose... They get the five seed. <laughs> there was absolute. You were landlocked as soon as the Ravens lost in Cincinnati. You were locked, and you played, Shout out Nebraska. played your starters into the fourth quarter and put Mike Williams on a cart. You put Mike Williams on a cart. He is your now most dynamic receiver. He is now better than Keenan Allen. If he can't play this weekend in Jacksonville, and you lose that game. I know you made the playoffs, but my gosh, how many weird, ridiculous decisions, fourth down and beyond, does this guy need to make before somebody does something different with that franchise? But what I about your, your rest versus rust, or your rest and rust? So you do what the Bucks did. Come out, do it like a preseason game. Give me a quarter. Give me, give me a quarter and a half. Get a few. This guy chased that game like it meant something. Yeah. When did You're, Williams get hurt? Was it, that it was definitely deep into the second, second half. Okay. Deep into the second half, he's on a cart. Yeah. They're down, so you're throwing a lot. You're putting him over the middle. What on earth are you doing? Did you hear Joey Bosa, their star defensive end? They just got back from a groin injury, needed help walking to the bus. Bosa and Williams. Gee, I don't know. You want them this weekend? Oh, help walking against, the bus. against the Jags, who've won six of seven? Dude. Dude. I'm pretty sure the Chargers are more talented, but they'll lose that game because they'll go for it on fourth and 18 from their own five-yard line <laughs> in the first quarter, and the Jags will win the game. Just bananas. Um, all right, Craig in San Jose. Hey, Craig, wh- what are you doing? You're on with Willard and Debs. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? What's up? Uh, hey, the Niners, you know, a lot of people are talking about how just great their defense is. The defensive line, yeah, and their linebackers, I'll give them that. But they played 17 games this year. 14 of the 17 games, um, they, 
losing records. They had three teams that had winning records this year, and one of them was Kansas City, and look what Kansas City did to them. And then look at Kansas, uh, the Niners had trouble beating the Raiders, and look what Kansas City did the Raiders. So, you know, the Niners, they're not as good as people think they are. You know, so that, that's the only thing I wanted to say. So, yes, they are, and your stat is already incorrect. They've played the Seahawks twice that's and the two. Dolphins. That's three. Um, that's three teams that are winning four, record. Chargers, Chiefs are five. Chiefs are five. So, A, you've got incorrect stats, and, and B, uh, this is just flat out a bad take that you hear from a lot of people, and here's why. Who in the NFL even does constitute a test? We've sat here and just said there's only five teams we really, really think are that good. There's only five of them out there. So, let's go by your definition. The 49ers aren't that good. So then, who have the Chiefs beaten? I'll wait. Uh, lost lost to the Bengals. Lost to, uh, lost to the Bills at home. They lost to the Bills, yeah. They beat the 49ers, but they're not any good. Beat the Raiders. Yeah, they Raiders did. almost beat the Niners. Yep, they beat the Broncos twice. Uh, let's see. The Chiefs, uh, they beat the Bucks. Beat the Bucks by ten. Yeah, 49ers beat them by twenty eight. Exactly. Yeah. So listen. And also, when you look at the schedule, when you want to play the they didn't play anybody game, you have to look at the spot. And you know, you could look early in the year at the loss to Chicago. That was a bad loss. Chicago only won three games. The loss to Denver. That was a bad loss. That was a Jimmy G curiosity. Denver only won five games. You lost to Atlanta. Atlanta turned out to not be very good. They only won seven games. Those three losses were all bad losses. And then you got hammered by a Kansas City team, which is one of the five teams we look at as a real Super Bowl contender. So those three losses that were bad losses, you have to offset them with a 10-game win streak. You don't win 10 games in a row in the NFL. I don't care and be who a bad you're playing. Exactly. Just, these are all professionals. Like, I'll even... We make fun of the Vikings. The Vikings are a good team. They went 13-4. and four. They have a negative point differential. I don't know how the hell they did that. I have no idea how you get outscored by your opponents and go 13-4. and four. They're good. They're not as good as some of the other teams, in my opinion. But they're a top-level... I mean, they're a top-10 team. They're not a top-five team. But... You just don't do this. You don't look at teams that have 12, 13, and 14 wins at the end of an NFL season and say they're not actually that good. Who led the league in point differential this year? The 49ers did in the whole league. There's a common thread through the top five, even six teams if you want to add in Dallas. Yeah which is that they have a point differential well north of 100. Cincinnati's the one. They're only at 96, but it's damn close. The Bills are at 169. The Chiefs are at 127. Eagles, 133. Cowboys, 125. And the Niners, 173. Against professional athletes, 10 in a row. You're going to say... 176 points better than Minnesota. And and they're not actually that good. Well, and this is where we shouldn't devalue Minnesota too much. Because if you look at Minnesota's four losses, Mark, they're a minus 89. They lost by an average of 22 points a game in their four defeats. What that tells you is, in the 13 wins, they were a plus 86. Plus 86 in 13 games, which means you won by an average of seven points a game. Actually, six points a game. Six and a half points a game. You won those narrow games. Every narrow game, you won, and then you got boat raced four times. You know what the number two is in this conversation? I'm holding up the number two. 
That's how many times the Vikings have beaten someone by more than one score this year. Just twice. Twice. Yeah. One of them was yesterday against Nathan Peterman. Old Peterman. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, 957thegameshop.com is where you get your gear. You're hearing everybody talk about the relevant shirts, the DPOY shirts. That's where you go. 957thegameshop.com. We continue with your calls next on Willard and Dibs. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. I shed a tear, just a small one, but it's a tear nonetheless today. Why? Because the postseason begins now. And the road to Glendale is brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. Why does that mean that I shed a tear? I know why. Why do you think? The end is near. The end is nigh. It's so amazing. Every single year you get to this point, you're like, damn, already? Gone too soon. There's no other sports league where you do that. You get to August of the baseball season, and you're like, eh, uh, eh, what the hell's going on? Are, are, oh, really? We're still going? Right? NBA. How are we doing? We're at the halfway point. You're like, uh, the NFL gets to week 18. And this is why, and I know this is like unpopular, and it's kind of, it'll get, you know, it's going to be an argument someday. Um, but. Yeah, they're going to go to 18 games. Of course someday they're going to go to 18. They're probably going to go to 20 before you and I die. 36 teams and 18 game schedule. I mean, of course they're going to 16 in the playoffs. It's all coming. Of course they're going to do that. It's funny. uh, Abe was telling me yesterday, as uh, Jamal Williams goes in for a touchdown and ties, or did he break Barry Sanders' record? Did he break it? He broke Barry Sanders' record for rushing touchdowns by a Detroit Lion. And, uh, and and Abe goes, man, it's just crazy, but but it seems like people always clap back. There's always a response when someone breaks a record. Well, yeah, but it took you 17 games right. to do it. I'm like, but Barry Sanders' records, like it used to be 14. Yep. And then it was 16. And he goes, it was? And I go, yeah. And I go, these home run records in baseball, it used to be a buck 54. Now it's 162. Like, there will always, always be more. Yes, never less. So whenever someone has that conversation, and we had it, I remember, with the roast a few months ago, we were talking about, I think it was the length of the baseball season. If your take is ever less, just leave the room. Stop, yeah. It's never going to happen. It's not going to happen, exactly. Less is not going to happen. They and gonna- even what I want with baseball, which is mandatory doubleheaders, make each team have six doubleheaders, single admission Double headers. Those They're not, and those are fun. And as a kid, my dad would always take us once a year to a double header at Candlestick. I was there when Ed Halicki threw a no hitter, 1975. Nice. It was game two of a double header. My dad, Dwayne Dibley, rest in peace, famously said, We will leave when Ed gives up a hit. We stayed for the whole nine innings <laughs> of the second game. And so I would love to see that, but I got to catch myself, Mark, because they're not giving up gate revenue, 81 home dates. They want 81 different ticketed events. And so the same thing with the NFL. And by the way, 272 games have been played this year in the NFL. We have 13 left. Yep. Only 13 more 13, football games. 13 more of these. Big they, ones. Yeah, they'll all stand alone and all of that. And so, you know, that'll feel like its own journey, especially for 49er fans. By the same token, though, I just always marvel at it. You know, the NFL went through one hell of a week. 
Okay, it all started with what feels like it was a month ago. It was a week ago today, right? A week ago today that this Demar Hamlin thing took place uh, between the Bills and the Bengals, and everything that we've been through since, starting with. Uh, his hospitalization and then the start of the recovery. I don't want to make it sound like it's done because he still needs a whole lot of care and I think is still in critical condition at this hour. But uh, breathing tube is out. He's doing everything on his own and everything has just been remarkable with his recovery. Then you get to what does the NFL do about it? All the different discussions and opinions about how to sort of recalibrate and then they do and they go into the weekend and you play your games and you get to dinner time last night and you're sitting here going we've gotten all the way to the end (laughs) and it's the fourth quarter of the last game and there's still everything on the line yeah with one of the most famous athletes in the sport at the helm it's incredible the nfl is like I know it gets called the evil empire, and I totally understand it. Uh, It's lack of heart and lack of fairness sometimes. I'm looking at you, for example, Houston Texans, who for the second year in a row are firing a black coach, one and done. What exactly did you expect David Culley and Lovey Smith to do with that roster? What on earth did you think they were going to do with that group of football players? So I hate stuff like that that the NFL gives us, but the other side to it is, it is simply unmatched in terms of the drama that it creates and, and and the television that it creates and the way it weaves itself through this story to get all the way to the end and it takes it just relevant every single game, every single weekend, every single time slot, and now we reboot and do it again in a uh, in a different form with fewer teams and fewer games. Right, it's the second season, quote unquote, and there's only 13 football games left, but even if your team's not in it, you're locked in on all 13 of these games. Yes. If you're a, a Raiders fan, if you're a Texans fan, as you mentioned before, the Detroit Lions, who were so close, they had the best year they've had in a decade or more, and yet they're not in the playoffs. But if you're a Lions fan, you're locked in. First playoff game, one thirty this Saturday. It's because these games, this sport, exactly what you're describing, Mark, they do such a great job. The NFL, by the nature of the schedule and the nature of the structure. It feels like every game is so important, and it is. You know, look at the Warriors right now. Almost halfway through the year, they've played 40 games. They're 20 and 20. There have been some memorable wins. There have been some forgettable losses. Or some and there's been a losses. whole <laughs> bunch of that in between. Yep. But 40 games in, you're 20 and 20. And there hasn't been that same sense of urgency, and there never will be in those sports. No, and it's totally memorable, too. Like, if I asked you, go to the 49er playoffs from last year. If I asked you, um, I bet I could do it about three different times, and you could tell me exactly where you were, what the scenario was. Like the Hufunga blocked punt. Right. Where were you? I was watching it at home. You're at home. Without a doubt. Well, you may say you're at home for all of these. Every (laughs) single one of them, yeah. (laughs) Don't get out much anymore. I I was in Vegas for the NFC title game. So we watched, yeah, we watched. There's some bar near Planet Hollywood, but we watched the 49er Ram game in uh, in Vegas. The Hufanga one, like my son's birthday is is January 26th. So we had gone to Discovery Kingdom for the day, and we're getting updates on that Bengals-Titans game. Oh, yeah. Joe Burrow got sacked 413. 13 times, yet they still won. Remember that yeah. football game? And then we hightailed it home. Like, I had the watch on. I'm looking at kids. I'm like, 
all right, last ride. <laughs> Let's we go. out. And we hightailed it home. And I'm not kidding. We walked into the house as opening kickoff went off for the Packers and 49ers. And then we sat there and went through that nighttime journey of watching Hufunga block a punt. Yeah. Right after I looked at my sons and I went, we need a block punt. And then we got a block punt. And the 49ers win that one. But this whole thing, like, that's what's about to unfold. Um, and my gosh, we hope you do it with us the whole way. This is what we'll be doing. But like, this is going to be a bunch of really memorable pieces. And I, I don't know, not to sound campy, but I'm just thankful for it because seasons are not supposed to go like this when what just happened right. happened. You, you, you're, you're on your third quarterback yeah, and you've won 10 in a your row. Your starting quarterback broke what? his ankle and then your other starting quarterback broke his foot. And, and a seventh-round draft pick has you as the favorite, the co-favorite to win the NFC. It's really, uh, that in and of itself is yeah. already one of these memorable moments. I heard moments. Kyle, our Kyle, earlier with Joe in the morning roast, and I totally agree with him. When Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, it was, oh, this season's over. I mean, it, well, once it felt like, like, remember when he went out, you didn't know that he was not coming back. It yeah, wasn't I kind of like, knew that he wasn't well, coming you, back, when, honestly. When Trey Lance went out, you're like, that's obviously, right. right? His season is over. When Jimmy went out, it took a minute. For me, it was about a half hour later when the 49ers announced we're switching this injury from an ankle to a foot. Yeah. And he's out for the game. I was like, Oh, that's a bone. Just based on the that's injury itself, yeah. I thought that he was going to be out. I thought it was a high ankle, which is four to six. And at that point, you don't go to Mr. Irrelevant and keep this thing afloat. And now you, you look back and they've won 10 in a row. And I'm interested to ask Steiny and Goo, what other game are you most looking forward to outside of the Niners in Seattle, which it's in a great spot, Mark, first of six this weekend, and then you get to sit back and be a football fan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so get it in, get it out, and then relax with the feet up. Get it in, get the win. Get it in, and then get the win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, time for your phone calls, 888-957-9570. Plus, Tiny and Goo jump in here as well. It's all sponsored by CalHope.org. It's Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Hey, this is Matt Steinmetz of Steiny and Guru. 12 to 3 on 95-7 the game. Now back to Willard and Dibs. What can, guys, what do you got? Dibs, Willard, what do you got? 49ers, Giants, Warriors. <laughs> I'll tell you what I got. I got one more. What are you doing? This bummed me out. And you know, we like, man, I'm here. To point out all the positive, I mean, I am in general. Yeah, you're a pretty positive guy. I don't, and except I don't, when you went after the Giants a couple I, weeks ago. I don't mean exclusively them chicken salad. I don't mean exclusively. I just mean I hate it that so much of our industry is just showing up the next day to point out all the things that tick you off. Um, but there, 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 there were some interesting things that happened in the NFL yesterday. Some weird ones. Listen, who was a Packer player that shoved the athletic trainer and got kicked out? Clay Walker. Clay Walker. What the hell are you doing? Seriously. Okay, but obviously he just lost his emotions. You could see him in the tunnel afterwards. He just lost it. He got ejected earlier this year for pushing somebody. Pittsburgh Steelers. I saw this. I'm glad you're bringing this up. I can't even see in this video who the player was who did it. I can see the 56 is who's on the ground, but he doesn't know what's coming. 56 sacks Deshaun Watson. And here comes one of his teammates while 56 is laying on his back. And their sack celebration is to pretend that they are performing 
CPR, pushing up and down on the player's chest before lifting him up, dapping him up, and congratulating him on the sack. Are you kidding me? I mean, the whole league spent yesterday honoring DeMar Hamlin, and you celebrate a sack by pretending like you're performing CPR on your teammate after what we've just been through? Like, listen, I'm, I'm not the fun police. I'm actually one of the first people. I told you with the ring around the rosy from the Chiefs. Yeah. Let's have a good time. Nobody got hurt. In this case, somebody got very, very hurt. Like, I, to me, this kind of thing, like, this person should be fined. I don't even know if this person should be suspended. It's the Steelers. Their season is over. But good God, this was, this was, I, I mean, watching this was anger-inducing to see to see a player go out there and do that. It's I, just, I, just, in, I don't It's get beyond it. tone deaf, and I, I don't know what was in the mind of the player. I can't imagine... And this is at the end of the game, fourth quarter, game's basically over. I don't think that the player in the moment is thinking, let me mock DeMar Hamlin and let me mock what happened when a Buffalo Bills player basically died on the field and got brought back to life. I think it's just a a situation where the player lost lost their composure in terms of what is appropriate and what's inappropriate. If the same player does the same exact thing Two weeks ago, we don't even bat an eye, Mark, but it's only because of what took place in Buffalo. Now, mocking a celebration using CPR in general is probably offensive to some. Offensive to some who maybe lost a loved one to a heart attack where CPR was rendered ineffective. But to have this happen six days after DeMar Hamlin was resuscitated on the field through CPR... It's absolutely tone deaf, but until I hear from the player, I can't I can't imagine that this player was openly mocking what took place in Buffalo. It just was a tone deaf moment. No, and I, listen, I, I I'm going to be the first one to get in line and be like, look, you, the most of us we have no idea what it's like to be on an NFL field. Like, here's one of my least favorite statements that you'll hear fans make. Act like you've been there before. How the hell do you know what acting like you've been there before would be? You haven't been there. Like, when you're on a stadium, when you're on a, like, we have actually been lucky enough to be down on an NFL field, and I know what it feels like in terms of 70,000 screaming fans and the energy is all pointed at you. I know what that sounds like. I don't know what it feels like to be the reason that 70,000 fans come to their feet and send that energy towards you, knowing that millions and millions more are watching on television. I can't imagine what I would do if I scored a touchdown in an NFL game. I imagine my victory lap would last somewhere between an hour and a half <laughs> and the rest of my life. That's So I get the emotions that are going on there, and therefore, who knows how you're going to react. In, 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 like, I mean, it's a drug. So I totally understand that. But this was just, it's like, you can't watch this. And I'm actually searching on the internet to find out who the player was. And all I can find is who made the sack, which right. was Alex Highsmith. 
but Highsmith is the one who's on his back and has a teammate come over and push him on the chest. I can't, so far, I've not been able to find uh, who uh, who the player was who uh, who did that. I mean, there's all these articles, and right. they just say, Steelers player blasted. It's almost like the video doesn't exist somehow, which is unthinkable. I'm sure there's video, uh, and if you get to the All-22, you'll be able to see exactly who the player was. But it was just a stupid, tone-deaf celebration in the moment, and... You know, again, I don't think that it was a, a malicious attempt to mock anything that happened in Buffalo. It's just a bad, bad look. All right, I got his name. A 22-year-old rookie defensive end, DeMarvin Leal. DeMarvin Leal. Okay. Uh, or Leal. It's L-E-A-L. 22-year-old rookie, DeMarvin Leal. Okay. So... I mean... I mean, do we... It's just a bummer. It's we, just a bummer. We cut him? We, we fire no. him? We cancel him? No, I... Do, I like... You know, I, I, it was it was bad. It was yeah. a bad look. Yeah, it was terrible optics in terms of what took place six days earlier. I'd but I'd, yes, if I'm the league, I'd find him. Yes, yes. You if just, I were in the league office and somebody put that in front of me, yes, that's fine, worthy, absolutely. Because of what happened to yeah. Jamar Hamlin. Yes, okay. yeah, I'm okay with situational situational awareness. Right, absolutely. I mean, there were a lot of people who saw what happened in the Packer game last night, and they thought that was... I mean, it's always bad to shove a non-player on the field. Right. But it was even worse this week, because that's the athletic trainers. Like, this is a hell of a week for athletic trainers. They just saved someone's life exactly. on Monday night. So the trainer kind of wedges his way in between the player and his own injured player, and you know, the Packer just pushes him. He didn't push him that hard, but like you said... In this day and age where we are six days removed from an athletic trainer and emergency medical personnel saving the life of a player, yeah, it's not a good look. It's not great timing. And if this happens in week nine, we don't make that big of a deal yeah, out of it. No, we wouldn't act. You're, you're absolutely right. But, and you it's know, the same thing with, this, with this Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Resuscitation celebration. 957thegameshop.com is where you go for your relevant shirts, your DPOI shirts. We've got hoodies. We've got gear from every single one of the shows here at 957 The Game. So, best way to gear up for the playoffs, 957thegameshop.com. If you missed it earlier today, there's good news with regard to the 49ers in terms of injury. Not only the fact that they got through yesterday in relative health, it does sound like nothing serious came out of yesterday's game, but two big names who had gone out the week before. Aaron Banks and a knee injury, Dre Greenlaw and a back injury. Both of them, Shanahan says, will be back at practice this week. The 49ers have had a couple of guys down where you're like, ooh, this looks really bad. And 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 they're back. Like Debo, we all thought he was out for the year, for sure, when you saw that in the moment. Uh, being at the Raider game last week, the Dre Greenlaw thing, watching the way the other players were reacting when he went down, doing that wave to the sideline, like, get out of here, get out of here. I thought, oh, that one's really bad. But then really he bad. jumped up and, and ran jumped off up like Rod Tidwell. It was a la Nick Bosa in the Vikings playoff game back in 2019, yeah. where he's like, oh my gosh, Bosa's down, and he's down for a while, and then he hops up and runs off the field, and everyone's chanting his name. So, you know, sort of like the Warriors last year, like some Sometimes the injury luck all comes together at the right time, and hopefully that's the case for the 49ers as they start their playoff run. Steiny and Goo, good afternoon, what's up, gentlemen. Yo? How we yo, doing? Yo, what's going on? Yeah. What is cooking? Do you really want to know? Yeah. Okay, because I'm going to go first. What, what, what if we just said no right now? We walked out of the room. 
I'd be solo like Butch yeah. this morning. They did a great job. Just real quick, yeah. you looked great in your TikTok video. Man, oh if only God. you'd stop God. giving out picks. Yeah, yeah, if only you were right. You look great. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.